0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the best hour of their day. We are going to pick up episode two from where we left off at the 10 year affiliate gathering. And we left with something that actually Coach Glassman addressed in his talk. And he said something that I thought was very succinct and pretty profound, which was, it's not not CrossFit just because you decided to do it smarter. Right. So this kind of, segues into the question that we were asking about when we were talking to Austin Begeebing and stuff that Jay and I were talking about. And Todd is here with us today as well, which is how do we continue to improve or how do we continue to try to figure out ways to thrive in order to be at the 20 plus year affiliate gathering as the community grows in order to provide a better product. And the the reason this came up is because one of the affiliate owners uh, mentioned the word, um, functional fitness class when she was asking a question and I thought coach Glassman's response was very appropriate. And, and just so everybody's clear, like he, I don't believe he was angry and I don't think she was trying to do anything malicious towards CrossFit. I think she was doing something because we all acknowledge that CrossFit can be scary. So everybody's trying to navigate how to bring people in and train them while figuring out how to, Navigate the crossfit is intimidating and it has a bagma in some scenarios. But what he's what she was explaining was that they don't use barbells and they start people with lighter weight and they use less complex movements, all of which fall in the bucket of like being a better coach and, and understanding how to scale and coach better. And that was his response. And to elaborate on that, I think what he was saying is it's and this is me kind of speaking for him, but not really it's kind of inappropriate to change the name because you decided to get better at it so i'll let you go from there jay
1: well i think part that we were trying to really dive into was all of these boxes that are offering boot camps and you know watered down crossfit is it and let's let todd chime in since this is his first time hearing this todd's on the call by the way and we're all back home and this isn't happening live at the affiliate gathering but is it just because coaches are not good enough? You know, do you have to water down CrossFit to get 30 people in because they're afraid? Or do you have to water down CrossFit to get 30 people in because you can't coach 10 people on the snatch while simultaneously teaching 10 people a high pull while teaching 10 other people just maybe a kettlebell high pull? Todd, what do you think? Of, oh, go ahead, Fern.
0: No, I, was, I, and I, I really want Todd to chime in here, but I want to add. So I, I – kind of walked into another conversation later that evening that that I did not prompt. And they, there were some, some really, really good trainers having this discussion and talking about people who were creating the spinoffs. And it was that the trend is people are moving to lower skill programs, right? And I think the problem is not that people are moving to lower skill programs. Like I don't fault anybody for that. I think where there is either a lack of self-awareness or just comp, blatant um ignorance is that they're doing it under the guise of that crossfit is too complex or scary rather than understanding that they're actually doing it because they're not very good at coaching crossfit
1: yeah and i think just for those that are listening that were like should i've gone to the affiliate gathering what happened at the affiliate gathering that was one of the cool parts of that. It's just everywhere you turned, there were ten plus year box owners that had some insight, and these conversations just kind of naturally arose. And we all, you know, would sit down over coffee or drinks and whatnot, and, and just dive into it. So definitely, if it's offered again, plan on attending. But Todd, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I think it goes. I think there's a couple angles to look at this thing. N- number one you're going to create your own brand within your community and so simply having the name CrossFit in your name yeah there might be some people that only see that portion of it and and might have a preconception um, of of what that is but most of the most of your brand and what people think of your 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 gym is going to be based on what happens within the walls of the gym because that brand's going to be dictated by what your members are telling other people within the community. And so if you know, you've got people in there that are at all you know, skill levels and ages and abilities and all of that kind of stuff, and they are you know, getting results and they are staying safe and they are telling the people in your community about that, I think there's going to be a less, less of a stigma about your specific gym. Now that happens obviously over time, if you were brand new and just opening up your gym, you, it's going to take some time to create your individual brand. But I think a lot of that boils boils down to that. Um, so then that turns into, well, what are you doing with inside the walls of your gym? And if you are just staying true to the program itself um, and sticking to you know, constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity, and you're not just trying to jam a bunch of that into an hour, but you're spending time warming up your athletes, you're spending the majority of your class practicing the movements and teaching them how to do them correctly, and then jumping into one workout at the, you know, towards the end of the session, where people can go hard and move well, then it's all gonna work out out fine, you know? It's like, even if we're doing Amanda, you know, it's got snatches and muscle ups in it. I can have any and everybody in my class doing that um, as long as I'm teaching to the lowest common denominator. So maybe we're starting with a PVC pipe as we're going over the snatch. And as we progress through, only people that are able to add load are going to add load by grabbing a barbell or add weight. Only people that have the capacity to squat snatch are going to squat snatch. Other people are going to power snatch. Only people that have the capacity to You know, take the bar from the ground or going to be taken from the ground. Some might be doing it from the hang, and your teaching process presents within it your scaling options. And you just find where somebody's at, you let them stay there and make it challenging for them. And you can take, you know, any demographic of athlete through any workout um, just based on how you program it and how you deliver the teaching and all that kind of stuff. Um, If on the flip side of that, the workout of the day is, is Amanda, and it's got snatches and muscle-ups, and you're going to do a 10-minute EMOM of four muscle-ups on the minute, every minute leading up to that, and then after that, you're going to take 10 more minutes to build to a one rep max snatch, and then you're going to finish with Amanda. Well, that's not left you much time to actually teach either of those movements, and yeah, people might try something, and it might not be as as productive as it would have been if you would have spent, you know, 40 minutes teaching people how to do those two movements, and then the last 10 minutes doing the workout and then finished with some stretching or cooling down or something like that.
1: So I guess the question that comes up a lot though, when we talk about that is, so let's, Amanda's a great one. You know, it's a classic girl workout at this point. It's been around, but the the argument is going to be from the people that are going to boot camps and, and, and CrossFit light is, Hey, most people either don't need to learn the snatch and or muscle up. Or don't want to, they want to come in and move for 30 to 45 minutes. Where do we draw that line? Well, I
0: don't, I don't think it has to be this black or white answer. I think you can serve both. Right. And there's, there's lots of different ways to do that. You can offer lower barrier of entry type programming without abandoning the brand. Right. So like um, clearly I'm biased. I know a pet peeve of mine because I feel that a lot of people are only in their business because of CrossFit, right? like they would not have otherwise had a gym, and then they are starting to basically put in good business practices and good scaling options because that's all lower barrier programs are is appropriate scaling. and then calling it something else, when the reality is they just decided to improve their product. And then decided that like rebranding was why it got better. And it's like, no, you rebranding had jack shit to do with it. You just started putting in good business principles and started coaching people and starting them at an appropriate level of training where you were not doing that before. So on that note is you can do both, right? I can just run a well run class because a well run class the assumption is always that when, if I'm, if I have this 60 minute program and I do 40 minutes of, of coaching and practice, like Todd said, the assumption for whatever reason, which is incorrect is that that 40 minutes is fucking easy. It's not, it's not, it is not easy. (laughs) Right. Like, and that, so that is, that is my rub against that. It's just like, If, if it, if that is in fact what you're doing, you're not doing it right. Like they should be challenged in the muscle up progression. Like you should be taking them through progressions and technique work on the snatch balance. That is challenging. If you do it correctly, nobody in that class is complaining that they're fucking bored, you know,
2: or, or that it's easy. Yeah. I mean, this happens every, every, every weekend when I, when we teach a level two on day two, there's a heavy day that one of us trainers takes them through. And that's the only thing the athletes do. And I can't tell you, how often I see that the athletes in that class who are coaches and gym owners and train CrossFit regularly, by the time you get through the specific warm up, if we're doing push jerks for that day, for the heavy day, they are smoked. They're sweating profusely. They've held positions and worked harder for positions than they normally do, do during the week. And they're like, holy crap. You sure that wasn't the workout? You know, jokingly, but that's the reality of it is if you were teaching people well and making them fight for positions and working hard there, like they're going to get plenty of work done before they even start adding weight to the bar on a heavy day or something like that. So I think you know you can get a workout in in that same same realm of just teaching people practicing the movements and still still feel like you got a workout throughout that class.
1: So, so Fern, this kind of reminds me, you know, during the Coach Glassman's lecture, there's a Q and A and. People asked about retaining members, and Russ Green chimed in. Russ Green is kind of CrossFit's head attorney, if you will, and longtime trainer as well. And he's not of,
0: a, he's not an attorney,
1: though. By the way, okay, but he kind of
0: does he's, some. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of work on on the kind of legislative side for Coach Glassman.
1: Smart dude, but you know he the question was something along the lines of retaining those members that want more. And I think a lot of what we're discussing is boxes are almost bringing down that barrier and trying to give people what they want, not necessarily what they need. And in reality, if you look at the theoretical hierarchy that coach Glassman created in you know, 2002, it's nutrition, metabolic conditioning, gymnastics, weightlifting, sport. People are jumping way to the top, if not to or at least to weightlifting. So, really, what we're saying is, hey, you need to do Amanda, and you need to do these other short workouts. But the truth is, you need this foundation first. That happens outside of the gym. But,
0: but there's, there's in also in the gym as well, right? But I'll let you go, Todd. The big piece of that, you
2: like people want what we've told them they either need or what CrossFit is, like I. I I I still answer the the, the phone when people are calling my gym to come in and try CrossFit. And I've never once heard a brand new person into CrossFit call me and go, hey, I'm interested in trying out your gym. I'm curious, do you guys do a lift and then a Metcon? Um, Or is there three parts to your workout? Because that's what I'm looking for. Nobody's ever said that. They call and they go, hey, I'm looking to get in shape. I've heard CrossFit's really effective. I'm a little nervous to come in here. Do you think it's something that's appropriate for me? And they walk in my doors and I show them what CrossFit is, which is, hey, we're going to warm up, we're going to spend time every single day practicing the movements, and then we're going to do this one workout and we're going to hit it really hard. And then that's what CrossFit is to them. And I don't have members that complain that, hey, I wish I did more X, because they're like, no, nah, CrossFit is whatever you've showed me it is within the side the walls of your gym. Now, on a rare occasion, we'll have people that are coming from other gyms or that have experience, and maybe they want most what they were exposed to and that's what they were taught somewhere else but that's not the basis of our membership the basis of our membership are people that you know are new to CrossFit and we are delivering this product to them and if somebody has experience and potentially wants our gym well you can come in and see if it's the right fit for you and if it's not you know there's no problem with that you can find the place that that, that works a little bit better or I can give you some extra floor space or time to do some additional stuff on your own, if that's what you want to do. But I, so I really
1: it, it comes down to, I think you kind of summed up that it comes down to two major issues going on in at a box level, either a, your community and culture is all of a sudden doing too much, whether they saw it at the games or they, you have that one or two athletes that try to do too much, and they want to do it. So now they're getting pulled from what they originally loved, which was just hey, I come in, I hang with my friends, I get coached, or they're coming from other boxes. Is is that what is that what the is that what you think? Fern is is really the you know because these were ten year affiliates, so they've kind of run the gamut, as all of us have. We've been there when it's like it's one workout a day, it's fun. Uh, it's strengthened mecon it 's three parts, but now we 're trying to reel this kind of fish back in, and it 's pulling hard against us
0: well I, I I think the big takeaway is that collectively all of us right so I, what i don 't want to be misinterpreted here is that we 're like hating on people like i 'm definitely not. The point of this podcast is to have hard discussions that are uncomfortable, acknowledge that there is a large swath of the community that is not that is misapplying the program right and that we can all collectively get better and if anybody is sitting around waiting for hq to do that for you that is not going to happen that has never been their intent like they create the program we provide the seminars with which we teach you the program and how to apply it. And then from there, it is on us, the community, the affiliate owners, the coaches, to continue to get better, which is always seeking out information, finding different ways to do that, rather than moving or gravitating towards what's easier, which is less coaching by putting more in the hour or moving to lower skill programs, right? Like you can do that. You can do both. Two things can be true at once. I can have really, really high-end coaching while offering lower berry lower barrier of entry programs to feed people into my CrossFit program. And I can do that really well as, at the same time. Right. Like you can run boot camps that are CrossFit centric while still teaching the points of performance of all the movements. And then as people get more comfortable, move them towards the barbell. Like that is a real thing. But I think everybody is just moving towards what's easier because of this unrealist expectation, which has never been the case by the way. That CrossFit is going to come in and save your gym. Like, that's your job, right? Is to make sure that your gym is healthy and operates the way that it should.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the two of us were at the affiliate gathering. The three of us have been in this call for nearly, you know, two hours and we we're kind of filling Todd in on what went down. And just to summarize what went down, like, Coach Glassman gave an inspiring, motivating speech. It's clear the direction of CrossFit is to promote health, but he also believes by promoting health, boxes will grow. You're going to get grandmas and moms to do CrossFit as well. But at the same time, he's not going to show up at your box and, and help you improve your box. That's what we're here for. And they've never said that. Yeah. They, uh, it, it, and it's which, is, which is why it's
0: confusing that people are, like, are, 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 are angry that they're not getting that. And that has literally never been the case.
1: Well, and you and I discussed it on the previous episode where it's like yeah. you're paying 500 maybe $3,000. What, what do you expect? I mean, if you were like Coach Glassman, I want an hour of your time. It would be significantly more than $3,000 an hour.
0: Chris Cooper just dropped an article about this, which is like, if that is what people want and they want some sort of playbook and they want some people to, to CrossFit to come in and, you know, like people throw around the, the term, the quality assurance program, at which point most people would get cut, you know, it, your affiliate fee is not 3000 bucks anymore. It's $150,000 to figure out what best practices are and send teams around to do Q&A and do all that stuff. Like, that, like I don't think people understand how all of that works. Yeah, Chick-fil-A, if you... Chick-fil-A is a billion-dollar company, right? And the operators that have those franchises, Chick-fil-A takes 50% of that, right? So if that's what you want, you're going to forfeit 50% of your revenue.
1: I'll throw this out there right now. I'm speaking for Fern and Todd. We will take three boxes willing to pay $10,000, you will get the three of us for two solid days at your box. We'll pay for travel, we pay for everything else, it'll cost you $10,000, and we will make your box better. You guys agree with that? 100%. Todd, I'm you ahead. in? $10,000, $10, that's it, one check, we cover our own travel and everything. Todd will drive, Ferdinand and I will fly first class. And- yeah sounds about right. <laughs> jay we can pack you in the overhead bin dude you don't even have to
2: pay for a seat
1: bro dude how many people came up to me at the affiliate gathering they're like you're gonna hit that 50 back squats <laughs> and you still haven't done it i know it, it wasn't that i don't want to i need to just one wonder- that you can't it's that you can't <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll i know together. what that is i think are we working together in the next four weeks at all i don't know I oh we're so. gonna be at the summit we're gonna be at the summit
2: boom Oh, we're, we're going to do it at the summit i think that
1: that was one of those times i spoke way we'll do it
2: at the summit in front of everybody
1: yeah i spoke too fast on that that was a mistake right there i should not have done that <laughs> yeah
2: good it's, it's going to be, be perfect
1: every just for people listening the summit is going to be everyone 200 people now making fun of me while i'm squatting <laughs> instead of two
2: god that's going to be
1: epic <laughs> I'm going to send David an email right
2: now, letting him know that that's how we should kick off the summit before coach comes in and talks to everybody. Let's have you on stage doing 50 squats. It'll be well, like at the games, 22 squats. 20 It'll be like squats. the games
0: with the
1: kettlebells <laughs> trying to go overhead.
0: So I have a question for you guys on a serious note, because I've been really trying to, and this question kind of came up because I was talking to um, the two guys that we talked to after we interviewed coach Glassman, Jay and, and
1: Charlie and Spencer. We
0: discussion about like learn stuff to help like uh yeah and um why do you guys think that there's such a stigma around acknowledging that we as coaches and affiliate owners could and should do better because that is where i feel the overall community is at. where people like there's this weird unspoken thing that is like it's bad to acknowledge that we have shortcomings and can be significantly better and and i'm putting myself in that bucket
1: Todd, you want to go first?
0: F- phrase that for me a little bit.
2: Like you're just saying that we're not admitting that we can be better, and so we're trying to put the onus on somebody else to come in and save our business.
0: I, I think collectively that is where the large majority of the community sits. And, I- and I'm really trying to figure out why. Like why is that the case? Because that is counter to everything that we that people are immersed in and indoctrinated in when they come in and they do the level one and the level two, which is like, there is always room for improvement. And the only way to improve is to constantly seek that out.
1: I think in general, in life, really at this point, I was having this conversation with my wife last night. It's like people see other things and other, you know, social media and all that, and only see the good stuff. You know, so there's that whole stigma in life these days. Like no one's posting, hey, I lost three members today or so-and-so, you know, quit and went to another box. And And in the same way, we see all these other, whether it's boxes or coaches or programming that are just, you know, quote unquote, killing it. And we think we need to do better, not realizing, hey, if you have 70, 80, 100 members, you're running a pretty successful business. Like maybe instead of worrying about what other people are doing and what you could be doing better, focus on some of the things you're doing well. So I think there's, there's certainly that component to it. But did you want to dive deeper than that, Todd?
2: No, I, I, I'm with you there. Like I, I, I think just like Fern said, I think a lot of times people, we all of us struggle to look in the mirror and be like, well, the reason that things aren't going as well as I like I want them to is because I'm not putting in the work to do that you know so it's it's on us and if you know we're not doing a good job of getting people in the door, then what do we need to do how do we how do we spread the word better you know i I think it's on us to continually evolve and improve and figure out how to be more efficient, whether that's learning better business practices whether that's becoming a better coach it's like you need to look in the mirror and figure out where you're slacking and then um, dive into to um, trying to improve that area.
1: And I think it's low hanging to be like, well, CrossFit's harder to coach, I wanna get more people in here so I can just get rid of the snatch, get rid of the clean and not do muscle ups. And now it's easier and I'll get more people rather than saying, hey, maybe I need to be better at coaching those movements and coaching them with multiple people. I mean, there's never a class where I personally, I'm gonna coach today, where I look at the whiteboard and I'm like, oh shit, I got to coach that. And I'm going to have, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so in class. How am I going to make that happen? I look at it and I'm like, cool. This is immediately I start to brainstorm how I'm going to do that, where I'm going to put people and we're going to use PVC, a bar, where it's easier. It would be significantly easier to be like, no snatches, everyone's doing kettlebell swings.
0: Yeah, and this is something... You know, so let's assume worst case scenario that everybody thinks CrossFit is going to kill people, like, which we all know it is not, right? Like, it's just not a thing. My question to anybody who has that feeling, they're like, well, people are afraid of the brand. And my question is, what are you doing about that? Like, what are your gym name is not CrossFit period, like ink. Your gym name is CrossFit Rife or CrossFit North Naples. like That is your brand, and the lack of ownership of your brand I think is the actual problem, which is like, what are you doing to promote your brand and to educate people on what you're doing inside the walls of your gym? And the vast majority of people are doing nothing other than complaining that somebody didn't hand them this perfect thing that mitigates all of people's anxiety like that's not a real scenario. So like, if you're a gym owner, you're a coach or or affiliate owner, what are you doing about that scenario? Are you producing content that shows people how you run your classes and that how you guys scale athletes and that CrossFit is for somebody who's 75? Like, are you highlighting those members that have done really, really well? Are you putting out coaching content? Are you putting out content that shows your community? Are you writing articles and doing podcasts and doing all that stuff? And, this, and the short answer is the vast majority, 99.9% are not doing that. They're just sitting around complaining that CrossFit didn't just bring 500 people into their gym. So now they're going to call it whatever, so Jay's Fitness.
1: Yeah, if, if you is. think by dropping the CrossFit and calling it Right Fitness or Jay's Fitness, all of a sudden you're going to go from 50 to 200 members, you're absolutely wrong it's not the word CrossFit that's scaring people away. It's that people are going to the Orange Theories and the Bikram Yoga Studios, you know, and the Barry's Boot Camps out there. Not necessarily because they're afraid of CrossFit, just because their friends are telling them about it and they, they think it's a little bit, you know, lower, lower barrier to entry. But what CrossFit is doing by putting those older people on the dot-com and, and what Coach Glassman made clear is those, that's getting picked up by national news. I mean, if if you have a member that's lost 100 pounds and you have an 80-year-old woman, yeah, right. you should be sharing that on your social media, pushing it out there to all your members to share, because that's what's actually going to get mom to be like, oh, I can do this. I mean, the whole point, just to make it clear, you know, it's you know, paraphrasing what they said there, the reason Coach Glassman got that set that was meant to look like all in the family, based out of, you know, Long Island, New York, is because... Not that he wanted people to lift water jugs at home, but because he wanted people to say, "Well, I can do this, and I will go find my local affiliate to do it." That. Yeah. But simply the, dro- Go ahead, Todd.
2: I just you referenced you know people in your community going to these other facilities instead of your gym. And if that's the case, if you feel like you're losing some of the market share, or some of your potential clients because they're going to Orange Theory or going to this boot camp place, maybe there's some value in it for you to go to that specific place and see what they're doing differently. I'm pretty sure it's probably not because they don't use a barbell and you do. It's probably because the facility's actually clean. Or you know, like you you walk into a bathroom that you can actually use, or you walk in and you know somebody greets you when you walk in the door. Like, look at what they are doing differently. It's not the workouts, in my opinion. I'm I'm hard pressed to think that that's the case. More often than not, it's it's this experience that they get. You know, if you call Orange Theory, does somebody answer the phone or call you right back? If that's not the case at your gym. It's probably not the CrossFit name. It's probably not the barbell you're using. It's probably not any of that kind of stuff. It's like you guys are missing some of the experience piece. And that's our job as well is to make it somebody's best hour of their day. And that, that's beyond just a good, good workout for the you know, 10 or 12 minutes that you're working out in class. It's from the moment they wake up in the morning and maybe they check the app on their phone to see what your workout looks like. Is something even posted there? Is there notes around that? Like the experience goes well beyond just the small portion of class that includes the workout itself. There's a lot more, more, lot more to it. You need to be taking note of all of that stuff and seeing what you can do to improve that as well.
0: And again, I think that's a perfect place to just end where we started, which is what coach Glassman said. It's not, not CrossFit just because you decided to do it smarter.
1: Yeah. I think everyone kind of gets wrapped up in, you know, they're no longer doing CrossFit. It's all still CrossFit. Yeah. you know, And, and I, I agree. Good place to end it. It just kind of made me think, you know, McDonald's at one point was the only burger spot and then probably Burger King or somebody else opened and McDonald's wasn't like, well, we're going to change something. They, they looked at Burger King. What can we do better? Just like when Chipotle opened, I'm sure they're like, all right, what can we gain from that and implement here? and rather than say well we're going to drop the mcdonald's it's like no we're we're not dropping that we're going to just see what we can take from these other businesses that are clearly doing it well orange theory is clearly doing something right you can hate on it all you want but their classes are packed and trainers are getting paid like 50 dollars an hour they're doing something 60. right 60, 60.
0: See, orange theory is my counter argument to everybody that says crossfit is too expensive the price points are very similar And most Orange Theories do not make money until they breach the 500 member mark. So anybody who's like the market is saturated and people can't afford that, you're wrong. You're not giving out the same, you're not giving out the appropriate message and you're not working hard enough to like expose yourself within the community. There is no shortage of people looking for fitness and Orange Theory will and is currently be my counter argument to anybody who has either of those arguments. It's not money, it's not time, it's the value that people have, which means you need to do it better.
1: Yeah, and I can promise you Orange Theories aren't throwing 10-year affiliate gatherings. They're not having you know, box parties. They're not doing cool, fun Saturday events for their members. You know, they're just giving some people a subpar workout. What's so funny, Todd?
2: No, I'm with you, man.
1: All right, so let's wrap it up there. And, you know, Fern, like you've said, it's not not CrossFit just because you have decided to do better. Anything else you gathered from the affiliate gathering?
0: Um, one thing that I, it made sense when he said it, but I, did, I don't know why I hadn't realized it before, is, is there's a lot of um, kind of talk around the change of the website at the beginning of 2019. And Coach Glassman said, he said, the, it, is, it is a B2B tool, right? Where that isn't a meaning for anybody who doesn't know what that means. It's business to business tool. So when they revamped the website, it was no longer for athletes or people that were looking to train CrossFit. Like the resources that are available on there are for trainers and affiliates to educate themselves to become smarter, right? To be able to have conversations about cholesterol and diabetes and nutrition and training and levers and all of that stuff. And if you look on there, It is now very much an educational tool, right? So for people who are like, well, I don't read the website anymore. That's a massive mistake. If you're a trainer or you're a box owner and you're not reading the, because a lot of people used to go there for entertainment, right? They used to go there for consumption of like entertaining material. And the, 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 the the subject matter of that content is now switched. It is largely educational, right? Which is where I think everybody should be spending a lot of their way. It's How we get better. And so when he said that, when he said that it made perfect sense, I was like, Oh, of course it's a B2B tool. But everybody was really confused because that's largely not what it was before. It was a B2C. It was a a business to consumer, people who wanted to train CrossFit or wanted to purchase seminars and stuff like that. Um, But when you look at it now, you're like, okay, that makes more sense. This is now a tool for me to use, to use those resources and somehow improve my gym.
1: Yeah and I mean it was very clear from the affiliate gathering that there's a there's a plan that goes into the website you know weeks and months in advance not just for the programming but for the content that gets put up from the cooking videos to the you know articles that are getting there to even the art so like like you've said it's it's not meant for people to go there and necessarily do crossfit anymore but it's meant for you guys as affiliate owners to go there and learn and if you're not taking advantage of that it's probably because it's over your head and you're not smart enough to grasp what coach Glassman is putting out there.
0: Well, which, which is a lot of us.
1: <laughs> you, oh yeah. I mean, we, you know, I joked about it, but I was serious. When we were talking to him, you know, Fern and I sat down with him. At one point he was talking and I was just like, I don't know what he's talking about. He's lost me. I hope for, I in my mind was just like, I hope Fern is following this. Luckily, <laughs> Luckily, you were the the mark of a good the mark of a smart businessman is teaming up with someone smarter than him. Well, I'm
0: I'm glad that you've acknowledged that I'm the smart one
1: in some in some capacities. Luckily, we both teamed up with Todd. I think that's why, huh?
0: That's it. And
2: things going over your head. That that's nothing new for you, right? (laughs) That is that is not only not only mentally, but also physically, huh?
1: I'll tell you what's going to go over my head, 185 after I hit my 50th rep and I throw it <laughs> yeah. in the air. You're going to
2: crumble to the ground, and that's going to just smash you down into the floor. That's going to be fantastic.
1: Jerk the last rep right over my head. Well, yeah. well Todd, let, let's wrap it up with this. As someone that wasn't at the affiliate gathering, you've been around around 10 years, what was your take from afar, from what Fern and I have taken, you know, said to you about it, from talking to other friends? Um, you know, where, where, what's your stance on where CrossFit is right now?
2: where crossfit is now you know it's an interesting place that it's that it's changing and it's moving a slightly different direction but you know i can remember years ago being like hey this stuff isn't necessarily built for like the three of us guys that are athletic that have that even without crossfit we would still be active we would still be fit we'd still be working out um this program is better designed for people like my mom which i was lucky enough to get to start doing this in 2009 so I'm, I'm excited about the fact that it's moving in a direction to where it's actually targeting and marketing towards those people because they get way more value in going from uh, having an inability to squat to being able to do multiple reps and to do it with weight. Uh, whereas compared to us that can go from what, Jay, your four minute and 45 second Fran time now to like a four minute and 40 second Fran time with 65 pounds and jumping pull-ups. I mean, <laughs> you would be making the, that kind of progress anyway. So. I think it's pretty cool the direction it's going. It'll be interesting to see where it continues to evolve and go to, but um, I'm excited to see that.
1: All right. I want to wrap this up. I have two challenges that you kind of made me think of. One would be if you're listening to this and either your mom or, you know, someone in line with who your mom, you know, if your mom passed away or she already does CrossFit, but someone in line with like that kind of demographic is not doing CrossFit, sit down with them and find out why. Like, my mom doesn't do CrossFit. I should go sit down with her and say, like, Mom, what is it about CrossFit that scares you? You know, she does her water aerobics. So what is it about CrossFit? And, and you know, bonus would be see if you can convince them to do it. And then secondly, you know, what Coach Glassman said he, they're, they're working on right now is they're doing a lot of free CrossFit for what he termed, you know, obese and old people.
0: The underserved population. The
1: underserved population consider doing that at your box. If I had a box right now, I would have two hours a week, if not three, maybe dedicated to free CrossFit, to the underserved people that were, you know, I would come up with my criteria for being obese and old. And it would probably just look something like your life is not enjoyable right now. And I can make it better. And I would do it for absolute free no money expected. And I would tell them, I'm going to use you guys. I'm going to film the shit out of you guys and blast it to show the local population what we're doing. I would try to get news coverage. I would try to get them to talk about it. I would make them take before and after pictures. If you're not doing that at your box, I think you're doing your local population a disservice. Silent radio silence. We good? Should we end it there? You guys, you guys good? I like it. Yep. All right. So let, let's leave it there. We'll continue to have this discussion. If you have questions on it, of course, reach out to us, but hopefully that helped. I know a lot of times we have discussions and we're kind of like going all over the place with it. I hope that we landed on something valuable to the listeners.
0: Yeah, I think so. Even if it's just some, you know, reflection.
1: And like we said, ten thousand dollars gets the three of us to your box. Fern and I first class. Todd back and coach. Fern um, and I get our own room. Todd, you get a, a hostel. <laughs> <laughs> I know
2: why you guys want your own room together. I think we discussed <laughs> yeah. that beforehand, so you guys can have that 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 shared room. That what what one separate rooms size, size bed bed uh, one full size bed. I will get the solo hostel room. That's fine. Perfect.
1: And I know we're joking about this, but for real, like if a box, I know that sounds like a lot of money. It's going to cost money for the three of us to travel there. We're going to give you two full days, but I'm to, I think that would be immensely valuable to a box to have us there. We'll, we'll film some stuff. We'll put content out for you. We didn't come on here to pitch that, but, but now it's out there. So, all right, we're wrapping up best hour of their day. We will be back. Thanks guys for listening. <laughs> thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. We hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and send us any feedback you have to at best hour of their day on Instagram and best hour of their day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. have a great rest of your day.